It's time to eat. What are you hungry for? Sit down and get ready to consume an abundance of fantasy football knowledge from Ross Tucker and Joe Dolan. Feed me now. I'm starving. On the Fantasy Feast Eating Podcast. Yeah, let's eat, baby. It is the Fantasy Feast Eating Podcast presented, of course, by DraftKings. I'm Ross Tucker, former NFL offensive lineman, five teams, seven years, Hit me up on social media at Ross Tucker NFL or us at Ross Tucker Pod. You can always, and I mean always, check out this show on YouTube, youtube.com slash Ross Tucker NFL, which is always a lot of fun, as is this time of year. We've got training camps opening all over the place, and we will shortly have episode one. For the 2022 season of Tears of Dolan. And when I say Dolan, I'm talking, of course, about the great Joe Dolan of FantasyPoints.com fame. You can check him out on social media at FG underscore Dolan. He's the fantasy gangster. As a reminder, there is no better time than right now to go to FantasyPoints.com and use that code 22FEAST. You get a discount, and you get all of the unbelievable content that you absolutely need to have this time of year. I mean, really, Joe, these next six, seven weeks, this is fantasy football time for a lot of people. Uh, Yeah, this is when people are starting to get into it over at FantasyPoints.com, Ross. We just published, by the way, if you listen to the podcast and me and my COVID voice that you carried, Ross, you carried that those podcasts. We just put that in article form up at FantasyPoints.com, the offensive lineman. We're wrapping up our franchise focus series next week. Teams open training camps next week. The preseason kicks off. If you don't count the Hall of Fame game in, oh, three weeks, two and a half weeks at this point, I mean, I cannot believe it's here. I'm going up to Canton for the Fantasy Football Expo in a couple of weeks. Um, I've just been plugging away, Ross. Honestly, I have been busier now uh, the last couple weeks with the franchise focus and all the podcasts I've been doing than I have been at any point since the season ended. It's just full steam ahead, you know, like we're pedal to the metal. It it has not stopped for me. I mean, for by the time people really get into it, I'm going to be down dozens and dozens of best ball drafts. So, look, the only way for me to really get good at this and to provide correct information is by drafting. You know, I can't just look at something and say, well, this is how it's going to go. No, 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 no. I've got to draft. And that's how things are going for me. It's, it's been great. I hope you're refreshed because I am I took a vacation a couple of weeks ago, left with COVID, and I'm not sure when my next one's coming. So, <laughs> we're, we're – uh, we're, The NFL is not going to stop for me. I'll guarantee you that. No, it's time to go. It's go time for fantasy football. It's go time for regular football, for training camps. It's that time. It's July 20th. I think a week from now, everybody will be in camp, which is very exciting. And it's also time for Tears of Dolan. Let's see if Brian's ready. Uh Uh-oh. It's always awkward, by the way, people watching on YouTube because Joe and I are just kind of sitting here. Brian hates. Will I win my league? If I'm following Joe Dolan, 
Am I drafting Zeke? If I'm following Joe Dolan, I'm at the turn. Two pigs to burn. I am fired up. Brian just messaged me that he has vomit in his mouth right now. <laughs> That's how much he dislikes that song, which makes me want to just keep calling for it, keep playing it. Uh, but no, we've got quarterback tiers to get to, Joe. And before we dive into the elite tier, which is made up of one guy, it's one guy in the elite tier which I love because that will get a lot of attention, Joe, that you've got one dude and your elite tier. Let's first explain the tiers and the rankings and why tiers are important. Okay, so um, I think tiers – look, our rankings at FantasyPoints.com, at least our season-long projections, are based on total points, Okay. And that's, I mean, that's that's reasonable. That's the way to do it. Like, okay, this guy's going to score more points than this guy. Ergo, he's ranked higher. But as you well know, Ross, and everybody listening to this, I hope knows, fantasy football is typically uh, a week-to-week game. You know, maybe you're doing full-season points for your league. Um, uh, but even in best ball, spike weeks are really important because you want to blow out that particular week. But in, in your typical fantasy league, you're playing head-to-head. And winning the week is what's important. It's not, It's not. oh, did this guy rank as the QB 11 over the full season? That doesn't matter if he ranked as the QB 11 over the full season. If mostly he was hover, hovering around the 12th, 13th best quarterback by a week-to-week basis and had like one week where he was a top five quarterback and he stayed healthy and that pushed him into the overall finish. So here is what tiers are. They're a, probably a more accurate representation of where a player should be vis-a-vis a ranking. Now, they're similar to our season-long projections sorted by total points, but it's grouping players into the kind of guys, uh, grouping players into similar tiers based on my weekly expectations for them, maybe some of the warts that they have, but also the kind of player that you're getting for your fantasy team, the player who you're drafting for your fantasy team, and the expectations of what you might need to do at other positions based on the guy that you're drafting for your fantasy team. So tiers, and also, if you're doing auction salary cap drafts like I love to do, they're very important to understand, okay, if I'm building my plan and I have I need to get one of these tier three quarterbacks needing to know which of those guys the drop-off comes after so you don't get caught with your pants down, quite frankly. So in the order that I read these off, Joe, is this also your rankings or not necessarily? It's They're very, very – it is a top-down tier system. They're very close to my rankings, but I will explain where it differentiates. For instance, you're going to see a guy like Tua Tungavailoa and Mac Jones, okay? I have them in my boring Superflex QB2 tiers, but I actually have them ranked higher than a couple of guys in my upside with risk category. But my whole thing was I could see an X player blowing up in a way that I don't see Mac Jones being able to do, even if I think Mac Jones is a safer pick, if that makes sense. 
It does make sense. It also makes sense to me why everyone I talk to these days takes athletic greens. I started taking it because I heard a lot of people talking about it, and they started advertising on shows like Andrew Brandt's Business of Sports, and I realized I don't eat very many vegetables. And with Athletic Greens, one scoop, and it tastes good, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food, sourced superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens. I take it in the morning on an empty stomach because that is what they recommend. We all know why people take multivitamins. This is like a better multivitamin. It's good for your gut. That's why the guy even founded it in the first place. And to make it easy, Athletic Green is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash feast. Again, that is athleticgreens.com slash feast to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Let's- when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply get some insurance in terms of our drafts and who we should pick up joe starting with your one and only elite quarterback it's josh allen this is for fantasy by the way uh you can argue uh you can argue multiple guys should be in the elite tier in real life okay so the way i look at this right now ross is there is one quarterback who is a dynamic runner and a dynamic passer whose situation has not appreciably deteriorated in some way from last year, and that is Josh Allen. Now, look, Emmanuel Sanders and Cole Beasley are gone. I happen to be on the Gabe Davis train. I think Gabe Davis is going to have a breakout season. If y'all been on fantasy Twitter the last couple of weeks, that is a – it's a very two-sided issue, and there's a lot of people on both sides. I'm on the Gabe Davis side. I think Jamison Crowder will effectively, if not – better replace Cole Beasley on that team. I think James Cook is a dynamic weapon out of the backfield. I do have minor concerns about the Bills offensive line. Ross, you brought those up on uh, on the podcast a week or two ago. But Josh Allen is the quarterback who runs, he throws, he it's everything you need in a fantasy quarterback. He's the he's basically everybody's number 1 fantasy quarterback. Makes perfect sense. The near elite guys Justin Herbert and Patrick Mahomes, why are they not elite? Well, Justin Herbert is is my number two. Um, he hasn't run as much as I thought he was going to run over his first two NFL seasons. It's not that he's immobile, certainly not the case. It's just that his production with the legs hasn't been as much as I was expecting. And quite frankly, that's because his production with the arm was way better than I was anticipating over his first two NFL seasons. Uh, Justin Herbert's my number two quarterback if we're looking at a pure ranking system. Patrick Mahomes, his situation is up in the air. They moved on from Tyreek Hill. Uh, They moved on from Demarcus Robinson. They moved on from Byron Pringle. Obviously, those two guys don't carry near the gravitas that Tyreek Hill does, but there is a 
basically completely revamped wide receiver group here, bringing in Juju Smith-Schuster, Marquez Valdez-Scantling. They drafted Sky Moore. We'll see if Miko Hardman, we'll see if Charlie Brown can finally make contact with that football this year. But Patrick Mahomes' situation has me a little bit lower on him. He's in my second tier, Ross, okay? I'm not telling you Patrick Mahomes is a bad pick. But the situation has got me a little bit lower on him than I have him with Josh Allen, and I have him grouped here with Justin Herbert. Then you have a tier that is great. It's a great tier. So elite is Josh Allen, near elite, Justin Herbert, and Patrick Mahomes. And then great, you've got four. Jalen Hurts, Joe Burrow, Lamar Jackson, Kyler Murray. Three guys that run a lot, one guy that doesn't. You were pretty clear last year you thought Jalen Hurts could be top five fantasy quarterback. Clearly you think the same this year. When Jalen Hurts went down with his high ankle sprain, uh, I believe it was week 11. It was that really ugly game against the Giants last year. Um, it was, I think he threw three interceptions and Jalen Rager had an atrocious game. Jalen Hurts at that point was actually the number two overall scorer in all of fantasy football behind only Josh Allen. So in this tier, we have three guys, like you mentioned, uh, not, nothing crazy, three guys who run a hell of a lot. Hurts, Lamar Jackson, and Kyler Murray, all dynamic movers with the ball in their hands. But there's a there's a couple of questions here. Number one, I have brought it up on this podcast. I do not think it is a likely outcome, but it is possible in my mind. You know the Philadelphia Eagles want to throw the ball more than they did last year. They went out and they got A.J. Brown. They signed Zach Pascal. They want to throw the ball more than they did last year. If Jalen Hurts does not progress and a small percentage outcome that he actually regresses, that's within the realm of possibility, though I don't think it's going to happen. They will go to Gardner Minshew at some point, I think, and then reevaluate for 2023 when they have two first-round picks. Um, And Jalen Hurts, of all of the top fantasy quarterbacks here, is the least accomplished as a passer. So these guys all have certain warts. Lamar Jackson and Kyler Murray, first and foremost, Lamar Jackson lost Hollywood Brown this offseason. That's Kyler Murray's game. Kyler Murray also has DeAndre Hopkins suspended for six games. Moreover, Lamar Jackson and Kyler Murray have each dealt with injury issues over the past couple of seasons. And you brought it up with Joe Burrow. I think Joe Burrow, he was the guy of this group, believe it or not, Ross, that I was closest to putting in the near elite tier because I love his swag. I love his receiving group. But you mentioned just like the little bit lack of, he doesn't run as much. He can move, but he doesn't run as much as Mahomes. He doesn't run as much as Justin Herbert. The great receivers, though, have him in this tier. I'm very high on Joe Burrow. As a matter of fact, he's actually been the quarterback I've stacked the most in best ball drafts so far. Just turns out I've ended up with a lot of Jamar Chase and and a little bit of T. Higgins. Joe Burrow has been the guy I've been targeting aggressively to stack with those high-end receivers. And I love stacking Joe Burrow because, as we mentioned, Ross, this ter- you love this term. Every week I bring it up on the Feast podcast when we do the week-by-week breakdown. They are a narrow fantasy team. We know where the production is coming from. Joe Burrow's a fun quarterback to stack. He's a fun quarterback to watch. That's why I have him in this tier. This is probably the tier when I'm doing a best ball draft. I want to come out with one of these guys. It doesn't always happen, but this is probably the tier where I want to come out with one of these guys because I think they have league-winning potential without the super high costs of the guys above them. Is there anything to say about Kyler Murray and Lamar Jackson both wanting to get a contract right now? Well, 
the Kyler Mur- situation seems a little bit more precarious to me because there's been kind of an open dissension uh, on social media with him. Lamar Jackson doesn't have an agent. And I know Andrew Brandt has kind of talked about that being like a little bit of a, a, a differentiate, a lot of bit of a different differentiation in these negotiations. But I mean, look, Russell Wilson moved on this past off season. Would you be shocked if one or both of, or of Lamar Jackson and Kyler Murray are on a new team next year with the way the quarterback position is in the NFL this season, th- these days? I think no, one of the, I don't like, think I they think, will be, but I wouldn't be shocked. No, and like that's why a team like Philadelphia, which I just brought up, has two first-round picks. Yeah, they could attack the draft in a better draft class, but they're also going to be aggressive on the free agent, uh, on the open quarterback market if one of these guys comes available. The good tier. You've got Dak, Russell Wilson, Tom Brady. Interesting, interesting good tier. Yeah, so Dak Prescott and Russell Wilson are mobile guys who don't run as much as they used to. Uh, For obvious reasons for Dak Prescott coming off injury, Russell Wilson's getting a little bit older. And Russell in the new spot, I think he's got an opportunity to put up some numbers. But the the, the mobility has waned in recent years. I want to see how he meshes with Denver. And quite frankly... Nathaniel Hackett has had a balanced offense basically every time he's been a play caller or offensive coordinator in the NFL. And that includes the last two seasons with the back-to-back NFL MVP, Aaron Rodgers. They run the ball a lot. And they signed, re-signed Melvin Gordon. They got Javante Williams. I think Denver's going to run it a lot. I think if you want Russ to cook, you know, attempt 40 passes a game, I'm not sure you're going to get that this year from these Denver Broncos. Prescott also, by the way, if going back to Dak Prescott, Another guy whose receiving court completely deteriorated this offseason. Michael Gallup might not be ready for the start of the season. Um, Amari Cooper is in Cleveland. So there's questions there. And then Tom Brady. I mean, the mobility is zero. But the Chris Godwin questions, another year older. That's enough to put him in the good starter. A guy I'd be totally happy to come out of my draft with as my number one quarterback. But just not as flashy as some of the guys in front of him. So before we get to the low-end QB1s, because there's some interesting ones there, I want to make sure all of you know my QB1 when it comes to clothes these days. It's Express. Vintage-inspired polos. If you see me at the beach this weekend or any weekend, I will be rocking an Express polo because they've got the new collar details. They've got different textures, new patterns. And you know what I love about polo? You can wear a polo to the, like literally to the beach and wear a different polo that night out with like salmon shorts or something. And it's that kind of versatile. It's amazing. Find an outfit for every destination at Express online or in store. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. All right, Joe. It's weird for me to see like Dak Prescott, Russell Wilson, Tom Brady, and then after that, Low-end QB1s, Matthew Stafford, Aaron Rodgers. I'm a little surprised to see Stafford and Rodgers behind Tom Brady and Dak and some of these other guys. Yeah, well, I mean, Stafford, this is – 
this is where the, the the lines really start to get blurred here, okay? Because Stafford is very close to the to the good starter tier, and if you want to put him there, I really don't care if you do. Um, he's coming off. He's he had the elbow injection. You know, he you know he's a guy who plays hurt. I think the Rams are going to want that run game to be a little bit more important for them this year. Aaron Rodgers is a guy I just mentioned. Nathaniel Hackett moving on to Denver. Green Bay under Matt LaFleur is going to be a balanced offense. And Aaron Rodgers, for the first time in a long time, does not have a go-to receiver on that team. I mean, who is it? We know the Packers have churned out, and I actually put a tweet up about this. Dating back to Brett Favre when he had Sterling Sharp, they've had a conga line of guys who lead that team in receiving multiple years in a row. Is that guy on that roster right now? We know Christian Watson is a little bit raw. Romeo Dubs is a fourth-round pick. We've got Aaron Alan Lazard, who's the first guy getting drafted of this group, but he has 100 career catches. So that's my concern with Aaron Rodgers here. And then, then I have Derek Carr, who's – I mean, he's never been a great fantasy quarterback. I mean, Ross, Derek Carr has never finished as a top-12 fantasy quarterback, as good a quarterback as he's been in his career. Now – He's probably got the best weapons he's ever had, which is why I'm comfortable ranking him higher than I've ever ranked him before. But those are real questions with Derek Carr. And the, the, the one that's most controversial here, grouping him with the low-end quarterback ones, but I think his history demands that's where I put him, is Kirk Cousins. And we've seen Justin Jefferson come out and say, this offense under Kevin O'Connell is going to be a little bit pass-heavier this year. They still have Justin Jefferson. They still have Adam Thielen, though he might be on his last legs. K.J. Osborne flashed a little bit last year. Um, They're getting Irv Smith back. Look, Kirk Cousins, nobody ever wants to draft him. Nobody ever wants him to be the quarterback for their NFL team. But the guy puts up numbers. It's impossible to deny Very interesting what you said about Stafford and Rodgers. What about um, some guys, especially since so many people are playing best ball these days, DraftKings best ball was huge. Some guys with upside, but then they have some risk. So the first name I'm going to mention in this tier, when I told you that there isn't a a one-to-one correlation between this and my rankings, Ross – is Trey Lance. The first name I'm going to mention to you is basically going ahead of almost all the guys in the previous tier in best ball drafts because of his massive rushing upside, the numbers we know he can put up in that Kyle Shanahan offense, okay? But Jimmy Garoppolo, as of today, is still on that roster. Now, do I think they're going to trade him? Yes. Do I think they want Trey Lance to come in and be blow them away absolutely but there are still questions about Trey Lance we have a very small sample size and quite frankly the sample size wasn't very good on Trey Lance as a rookie so he's got a lot of upside but there's also some risk involved it is possible that Trey Lance sticks okay and that is the that is this tier in a nutshell you see the the movement ability you see the youth you see the situations improving in some cases But there's also the possibility that these guys stink. That's the case with Justin Fields, who, by the way, has your worst offensive line in the league. And for my money, probably the worst receiving group in the league. But he can run. So there's that for Justin Fields. And there's the possibility he might stink, too. We don't really know that uh, at this point. There's There's a possibility all these guys are great, too, by the way. But there's also the possibility they stink. And their situations aren't as good as somebody like Jalen Hurts, which is why they're in this tier. 
Trevor Lawrence. He's in this tier. He can run a little bit. I think getting an adult at head coach is going to help matters. But again, not a great rookie season. Daniel Jones. We've had a three-year underwhelming sample size on him, but his situation has improved dramatically this offseason. With Brian Dable coming in, the offensive line getting four new starters, this is put-up-or-shut-up time for Daniel Jones, but his situation is really good. Arguably, outside of Trey Lance, the best uh, of this entire group, uh, quite frankly. Then there's Zach Wilson. Again, some flashes, a lot of bad moments last year. There's improvements around him. Put up or shut up time for Zach Wilson, but he's got some upside, which is why I'm willing to rank him here. And then the last guy, I mean, Ross, you, you have 47 different podcasts, and I think 38 of them are about Deshaun Watson at this point. He, uh, obviously, you know what the risk and the upside are here. I don't really need to get into it. I do have a question there, though. Yes. What is sort of the line of demarcation like, let's say you got a draft coming up or you're doing a best ball. How many games, Joe, is a guy suspended where he's just off? Like, you, you can't you can't do it. For Watson, I would say probably eight. And then I'm like, everybody else just, you, you have fun. Because, like, the, the guy hasn't played football by the time. Who knows how long he's going to get suspended. It's going to be nearly two calendar years since he took an NFL snap when he gets on the field, okay? And he's on a new team with new receivers. Who's to say there won't be time for it to get up to speed? So if it's eight games, I'm out. If that burns me down the stretch, so freaking be it. What do you think it's going to be four to six? If it's if it's four to six, I'd probably bump him into the good tier because it's very wow. easy, because it's very easy again like you're going to see this I'm I'm my next tier is my is my fattest tier it's the boring super flex quarterback twos it's very easy to get somebody to keep that ship afloat in that all regard. right well let's get but to the it's, boring if it's eight games I mean forget about it I I, I mean so I, right so you're saying you take one of these other guys to hold down the fort until Watson's back your boring super flex QB twos, Tua Tungavailoa, Mac Jones, Ryan Tannehill, Matt Ryan, Jameis Winston, Jared Goff, Carson Wentz, Davis Mills, Baker Mayfield. So yeah, like, and and here is another point where guys like Tua and Mac Jones, I have ranked higher than a good number of the guys in the previous tier. It's just that they don't have, in my opinion, at least, the blow up potential because of the lack of legs. The like. Uh, like Tua, I think he's not going to run. My question about Tua is that's a run-based offense. Though they are going to throw the ball quite a bit with their new weapons, I just think it's more of like a hey, that's a solid guy who put up good numbers, and it's going to end up like Derek Carr, who's never finished as a top twelve overall quarterback. I feel like that's Tua's ceiling, and I feel like that's Mac Jones's ceiling as well. Although Tua, of course has a much better supporting cast than Mac Jones has. Ryan Tannehill's got a bad supporting cast. Matt Ryan has essentially one receiver. I love Michael Pittman this year, by the way, and I'll tell you why when we get to my wide receiver tiers. Um, He's getting older. Jameis Winston, I mean, they basically threw the ball like 25 times a game last year. 
He's a guy who's actually kind of interesting to me as a late round QB two, though, because if Michael Thomas is anywhere close to health, they completely revamp that receiving core. I think Jameis Winston could maybe take a step forward. Goff, Wentz, Davis Mills, Baker. By the way, I'm not buying that that's a quarterback competition. I don't know about you, but it would be a disaster for the Panthers to make that trade and have Sam Darnold start week one, in my opinion. He, it's not a competition. No. They're just saying that to appease the media or whatever and to keep Sam Darnold engaged in case Baker Well, what should, what should keep Sam Darnold engaged is the $18 million. I'll tell you that much. Like, hell yeah. Go go get it, big fella. But uh, you're not winning that quarterback competition. If you do, it's a disaster. Um, I also have Jacoby Brissett here, Ross, because, I mean, there is, as of now, a chance he starts the entire season. But he's a guy who – he started 30 plus games in the NFL and averages under 200 passing yards per game in those starts. Not going to be the kind of guy who's going to put up numbers for you. Definitely not. And then you got the battles, Joe. Uh, Mariota v. Ritter, which is uh, some of these are actually interesting. I would say Mariota, Ritter, and and Pickett, Trubisky, because mobility is a factor with these guys. I think these guys might be able to run, and I wouldn't be shocked if one of these guys becomes a solid super flex starter. We just don't know. Mariota's going to win in Atlanta. It's just a matter of time before they're like three and nine and might decide to go see if Ritter has something. Pittsburgh is more interesting to me because I actually think Pittsburgh has a playoff caliber roster. Um, and there's a legitimate chance Pickett and or Trubisky is an upgrade on Ben Roethlisberger. And those guys are going to run. So that's a, that's a really intriguing battle for fantasy for me. Uh, Drew Locke and Geno Smith does not interest me whatsoever, unless I'm in like a super flex league where just rostering a starting quarterback is worth it. And then I threw down here just with a question mark is Jimmy Garoppolo. Does he end up somewhere? And that's a possibility at this point. Check him out on social media. That's the key, at FG underscore Dolan. I love this time of year. I love Tears of Dolan. Love Athletic Greens and Express Clothing. Love those of you that hit me up on social, at Ross Tucker NFL or us, at Ross Tucker Pod. I'm stuffed. We're done. Thanks for listening to the Fantasy Feast podcast. Make sure to also subscribe to the Ross Tucker football podcast, Even Money, Business of Sports, and the College Draft. All available at Apple Podcasts, RossTucker.com, or wherever podcasts can be found. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.